For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Welcome into Stacking the Box on a wild and willy week 16 long weekend. Matt Berteram, your Chiefs have clinched the number one seed in the AFC. My Bears are very much alive, three wins in a row. But unfortunately for the Bears, they need to uh, beat Green Bay, and Green Bay needs the football game, so that's not good. It's going to be a phenomenal uh, Week 17. Games are being moved around. The, three, the 325 slate central time is going to be absolutely amazing. But let's, let's start with the AFC here. Uh, everybody had the Steelers for dead, but they came back and got the Colts. And what the hell, man, the Browns go down to the Jets. Of course, they had the whole wide receiver crew had COVID, so that was a bit of a problem. And the Titans just get mauled on Sunday night football by a Green Bay team that looks very, very, very challenging. Uh, especially when it comes back to Chicago. How are you, by the way? I'm fine. Uh, so that, that was a lot of words. To say that the Packers are playing really well, the Chiefs are the one seed in the AFC, get them in a second. Uh, and to, to lead it all off, since it's the first thing you said, the Steelers, uh, down 24-7 to midway through the third quarter against the Colts. I get it's at home, but they look dead on arrival. They looked like they were going to be 11-4. and four, And the Browns were losing to the Jets at the time, so maybe they would be able to clinch the division. But it, it, it looked just abysmal. And then Roethlisberger out of nowhere throws for I, almost 300 yards in the second half of the game. I think it was like 260. Um, they end up coming all the way back. They score 21 unanswered. They win 28-24. And the, the crazy part of it is, beyond just what the Steelers did, the Colts now – who we've talked about as a potential te- you know, team to watch in the AFC, all this other stuff. The Colts are now not even in the playoffs. Like Indianapolis now needs help just to get in. They have to beat Jacksonville Week 17, which I'm sure they will, but then they need the Browns to lose it's, or, or the Dolphins to lose, um, I believe. And, 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 yes, the Ravens technically, the Ravens are not going to lose to Cincinnati. So – it's it's fascinating. The tit- the Titans are another team. The Titans obviously have to win to get in. I mean, there's so much going on. I'm trying to kind of parse it down to things I think that are possible. I don't think Houston's going to lose, or I don't think Houston's going to beat Tennessee. Um, but the Colts, in other words, they need a win and they need help. Uh, everybody else, it's winning in in the AFC. So the the Colts scenario is this, just for the record. I, I think you said it right, but let me just say it again. Uh, they need losses by the Titans in their last two games. They just got one of them tonight with, right. with Green Bay. Or they need a Week 17 loss by either Baltimore, Cleveland, 
or the Dolphins. So right. correct. Yep. Um, so I think Indy still is going to get in. The Colts have a 77% chance of making the playoffs. If you believe in ESPN's FPI in, in Carm's logical, uh, break it down. The Ravens, the Browns, or the Dolphins, one of those three is definitely losing. I mean, I would bet on the Dolphins at the top. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, you think they're going to start Fitzpatrick? No, I think they should. Listen, I do not understand why they are not starting him at this point. Just enough. You can't put two in the game and then yank him when he sucks and then turn around and say, well, you know, he's a starter next week. You know what the players in that locker room must think right now? Like, here we are trying to make the playoffs. We fought our asses off all week, all year. We're 10-5, and five, and our coach, who I like a lot. I think Brian Flores has done an excellent job overall. But, my God, every guy in that locker room is looking around going, if we don't make the playoffs because friggin' two is out here throwing for four yards in a tent, my head's going to explode. Like, what are the, if they get down to Buffalo, the question becomes, how long do they wait? How long do they wait? To go to, to go to Fitzpatrick. And I'll tell you, everybody's going to be thinking it on the sideline, including Tua, by the way. But I do think that this year's different in the sense that there's only one bye week to be had in each conference. The Chiefs have officially locked that up. If you're Buffalo, let's just say they beat New England and they're the two seed going to week 17 because it's a Monday night game. If you're, if you're Buffalo, are you playing for the two seed? Do you even care? Or would you rather have a week off? Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. This is Jamie from Progressive. Shh, Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Shh. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Progressive can do that. There's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. As a a pseudo-buy here, and then go play as a three-seed, potentially. Maybe you even stay as the two. They can't drop any lower than three. And then, okay, if you play Pittsburgh in the divisionals, you're going to Heinz Field instead of staying at home. But there's no fans. Like, do you care? I think you do. I don't, like... I think traveling in COVID is a nightmare. I'm not experiencing it myself, and maybe it's not that big of a deal for NFL players, but I think you want to be home, man. I think you want to be okay. home until that AFC championship game. I think – and it's hard. It's, I mean, if you have the luxury to do it, okay, I get it, and, and Kansas City definitely does. But if you're Buffalo and you haven't exactly – been winning Super Bowls year after year after year, let alone, you know, been in the playoffs. I don't think you really want to turn it on and turn it off. So That's fair. Listen, that's fair. I don't think any of us know what these teams are going to do because it's somewhat uncharted territory. But I know in the past, you know, teams that were the three or the four, they didn't care. Now, those teams did both have to go on the road if they were, you know, in the second round. So I get that, but I, I don't know. You know, Tomlin was talking after the game. Like, they may just basically just give it up against Cleveland. Like, he was like, well, I'm not ready to really talk about what we're going to do. We're going to have to evaluate everything. Didn't sound like a guy who was rip-roaring and ready to go for Week 17, which is great well, news to the, to the uh, Browns fans. But I, I don't know. I, I'm sure each team will kind of play it differently. 
Yeah, and who knows, maybe he's doing some level of gamesmanship. But also with Pittsburgh, a little different. Season team, banged up team. Do you really want to push Big Ben? I'm guessing you don't. So I think the way the Steelers will look at it versus the way the Bills will look at it, it's going to be a whole lot different. Could be. I'm, I'm, I, I, the, the other side of that argument is that Pittsburgh's played like crap down the stretch here. Do you, know, do you want to get some mojo going back into the playoffs? I don't know. Right. I, you know what? I, here's what I'll say. I think Indianapolis will beat Jacksonville. I don't think that's some crazy stretch. Uh, I think Houston is going to lose to Tennessee. I think the Titans are going to handle their business. And I think Baltimore is going to beat Cincinnati. So to me, the question becomes, does Cleveland win? Does Miami win? Those are the games. If, if the answers are yes and yes, Indy doesn't make the playoffs. If the answers are you know, yes and no in some fashion, Indy gets in, and then it's just a matter of who seeds where and whoever loses is out. Um, but, I, you know, look, if, if I were a betting man, I would take the odds that just one of those teams finds a way to lose. But I, I will say, man, if Buffalo lays down in this game, they don't care. I could definitely see a scenario here where Indianapolis is, is 11-5 and five and does not make the playoffs. With seven teams, pretty amazing. Insane. Yeah, and honestly, if, they, if it does come down to that, they've got nothing to blame with themselves. They sh- there's no way they should have lost that football game today. No. You're up 24-7 against a team with no offense. Right. None. And, and, and you've been a great defensive football team at least part of the season. You would think that it would have shown up when you needed it the most, but shockingly – and I think it was shocking to everybody, even maybe most so to Pittsburgh fans right now, that Pittsburgh was able to come back and do it. Uh, you know, I, I was I'm like, are, they, are we going to lose out here, Steelers? Um, and we had the Steelers nailed, by the way, on this podcast. Congratulations to Stack in the Box. Um, yeah, any, anything else standing up from the wild week 17 for you before we move on to your Chiefs? So... Uh, by the way, as we're doing this podcast, I know this is a football podcast, but it feels like if you're a sports fan, you might care about this. Uh, the San Diego Padres just acquired Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. That so, sucks. That is uh, – That sucks. They were interested in you, Darvish, of the, from the Cubs, and the Padres have a lot of young talent, and I was really hoping that deal was going to happen, and it did not. Well, he went there for a lot of guys. and We, yep. won't, we won't go deep into it because it's a football podcast. But if you like baseball, that's pretty huge. Um, okay, so week 17. No, I, I think that from the AFC perspective, and we'll get to the NFC side of this, is, is pretty much what I saw. I mean, I think that the Browns losing to the Jets is a disgrace. I don't care that they didn't have the receivers because of COVID. I don't, I don't care. You just cannot lose that game. Like that's a game where you have to line up with Chubb and Hunt and just run it down their throat and play defense. Yep. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear Browns fans about, well, we got screwed. You know what? Everybody gets screwed at some point this year. Everybody. And yeah, that stinks. Okay, I know you're already without Beckham. You don't have Jarvis Landry. You're playing the Jets. Give it a rest. If you're good, you beat them. I don't care. There's no excuse to lose to the Jets. And quite honestly be getting blown out for most of that game. I mean, it was 20-3 to three for a real good chunk of the game before the Browns decided to show up make it interesting. If, if they lose, I feel bad for their fans. I feel awful for their fans if they don't make the playoffs. 
for the team, that's their problem. They had the Ravens on the ropes at home. They blew that game. They blew this game to the Jets in hideous fashion. It's a horrible look if you're the Browns. But as far as I'm concerned, look, everybody, of course, knows I'm a Chiefs fan. Uh, I know it's a real elitist first world issue to complain about. They are not playing well. And I know people are going to laugh and, oh, come on, they're 14-1. Look, I could definitely see a world where the Chiefs get in the playoffs and get focused and just destroy three teams and win the Super Bowl. That's completely possible because their best is the best. But I got to tell you, Carm, they have not played well down the stretch. They haven't, not by their standards. I mean, they, they, they should have lost to Atlanta today. Mahomes was the worst he's been in his career in Kansas City. I read one stat, and you obviously watch the Chiefs a lot closer than I do, so maybe you can confirm that this is actually true, that Patrick Mahomes, by one NFL metric, has thrown the most interceptions in the league this year that have been dropped. So that, that actually – It's an NFL record yeah. in any year. So is that true? Yes. That's now, a stunning stat. It is, and I, the one question that's not been answered that I'd like to know is, does that include plays where he knows he has a free play? Because he's thrown a lot of them on those plays where he draws a guy off, and he knows it, it's a free one, and he just wails it down the field and gets picked. That's probably happened a half dozen times this year. Okay, I mean... Because I, I saw that, and there's no way if you're not including those, he's thrown 16. He's thrown a decent amount. I, mean, I would say he's probably thrown 8 to 10. But I don't think that's crazy. Like, I think most quarterbacks probably throw that amount in a year. You know, balls just get dropped or whatever. Now, but I will say today, man, I don't know if you saw the game. He threw two passes today. He is unbelievably fortunate we're not picked. Watkins did a nice job of breaking up one. And at the end of the game, in the two-minute drill, he threw one right at A.J. Terrell, who should have caught the ball in the end zone. He hit the ground and it popped out, and it saved the game. The Chiefs would have lost if he had picked it off. It was the worst game of Mahomes' career in Kansas City. I've watched every snap of his career. It was the worst. He was awful. Now, I'm not worried about him long. I'm sure he'll be fine. And defensively, they actually played very well. But they they just lately, like they've won 10 in a row. But their last seven games, they haven't covered the spread in any of them. They either let teams in or they can't quite pull away. Or, now, again, I get it's first world issues. They're 14 and one. I get that. But... By their standards, they've looked vulnerable the last couple of months. Listen, I think it's very much on the table that something quirky happens in the playoffs. It's the NFL. It's one game. You have the wrong turnovers at the wrong time. Yep. Things can go sideways. Now, that being said... As they say in the business, Matt Verderham, I'm not betting against Kansas City because I don't. The main reason being, who do you like? I don't see a dominant team in the AFC, and I don't see one in the NFC. Green Bay's playing great football, though. The Packers could be a problem, but am I picking them in the Super Bowl if they get there over the Chiefs? No, I'm not because at that point you would think Kansas City would have things rolling at least to a certain extent that they're, and now they're there, and here right. it is. Let's go. I'm betting on the Chiefs. But if Mahomes actually – I don't think that's going to happen. But if he, if, he, if, if he has an awful game, well, then we could have a problem here. And, and I just don't think it's going to go down. But, but, the, but what you're teeing up, 
it, and what I and and that stat in itself is like, well, maybe it is possible that Kansas City dumps it here. I'll I'll say this briefly because we don't have to go that into it. They're the one seed. We'll talk about them in a couple of weeks. Uh, I do think. Like, I'll still say this. I, if you said to me you got to pick a team, I'd pick them. Of course, because their best, as I said, is the best. If they play well, they're winning. They don't even have to play their best. They just need to play well. They'll win the Super Bowl. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. But they, they have stretches, man. You watch them and you're like, what is going on? I mean, today was one of the more bizarre games I've, I've seen them play in years. Let, let, me, let me just give you uh, my two-cent analysis on it. Football is a hard game and to get yourself mentally ready to go out there every week and get the crap kicked out of you when you know you're the best and you know you're in the playoffs and you won a Super Bowl and you were in a pandemic and I know that guys get paid a ton of money and I saw J.J. Watts rant this week and God bless him for it but to actually be self-motivated every week in this sport is not easy to do. It just isn't. It's a car crash every Sunday. And when you're at the top of your game, to come on out there and just be ready to take on everyone who's shooting their best at you, it's not that easy to do. Uh, and they're still 14 and damn one. You know? Yeah, I hear you, man. They're 23 and one in the last 24. I mean, come on. They're, no, they're, they're great. And that, but that, I'm just saying they've, They've had some games recently where you look at them and you kind of look sideways at them. That said, like I said at the top of this whole thing, Carm, I could definitely see them in a situation where they get in the playoffs and they focus and they just absolutely unload on three teams and it's one of the greatest runs you've ever seen. I, I can see them doing that equally, but it, it's interesting. All right. Uh, let's go, let's, let's do the N NFC. Green Bay rolls. Yep. The, the Saints are still have a shot at this which is um, annoying. It feels like seven years ago that uh, uh, New Orleans kicked the crap out of – who do they beat? The, I can't even – oh, the Vikings, 52-33, to 33, right? That, that feels like it was a week ago. Um, and then you've got the Bears crushing Jacksonville and actually looking like a football team. And then, hey, there's, there's Seattle – taking care of the Rams, and now Jared Goff might be hurt. That, and so Seattle is still in the mix here for the best record in the NFC. So it's going to be a really interesting fight, week 17 in the NFC too. It's going to be a great week. You know, so if you haven't gotten a chance to look at the schedule because they flipped everything around, week 17 slate, all the early games, it's about the AFC playoff picture. All the late games, it's about the NFC playoff picture. The only caveat is the Giants and Cowboys play at one because it doesn't – it doesn't matter since the, the Sunday night game is the Eagles and football team, which I, I, I mean, I get away with NBC, but like, really? Really? We got to suffer through this atrocity. And I'll tell you right now, so help me God, if Washington doesn't play Alex Smith in that game, if he's hurt and he can't play, we got to watch friggin' Dwayne Haskins or Tyler Henneke go out there. I'm going to drink Clorox. It's so bad. It's, un it's unwatchable. Right, but they, they, but they did it because because it's definitely going to matter. Right, and it doesn't impact what anybody else does. Like if you put the Bears and the Packers there, it's a huge. No, so you can't do it. And when I saw the Bears game got moved, I'm like, sweet, are the Saints playing at noon? Nope, no benefit. So it's it's fair how they did it. 
It I, is. I, but I just mean from a viewer standpoint, just oh, my sure. God, awful. Um, no, it's the right call, but it's just terrible. I'll be I'll be intrigued by whether Washington can get through or not. Um, so here, let, let's talk Chicago. The the Bears need one more win, and of course, I watched uh, Bears Jacksonville uh, like it was my the only thing that was going on in the world for three hours today. And Mitchell Trubisky, Verderam, I don't know if you saw it, but he threw one of the worst interceptions you could ever throw. Scrambling around, I, I was actually getting so excited. I thought he was going to make this incredible play. And then he threw it into the end zone because Allen Robinson pointed and he wanted it and he loves Allen Robinson. And there were 17,000 defenders there and they had an easy pick. But they came out in the third quarter, which has been their nemesis all season long, and scored 21 points, didn't give up any. Jacksonville's terrible, so let's not give them too much credit. Yeah. But I do give the Bears credit from rallying back from 5-7 and seven to 8-7 and seven and controlling their own destiny. Just the problem is they got to play the, maybe the hottest team in football to get there now. I'll tell you, though, you know this is true. Those, those rivalry games have a way of evening the playing field. And I know the Packers smoked them early in the year, you know, earlier in the year when the Bears were playing awful ball. Like, I would not be shocked at all if the Bears won that game. <sighs> I wouldn't pick them, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they're they're going to – Because they're going to come out firing, man. I mean, Whatever they've got, you're going to see it. Do The Bears' defense is average. It's It's not – anywhere close to what it was in 2018. Aaron Rodgers, if they need this game, he's going to be out there smiling his ass off and just killing them. And the Bears' offense is way better. I mean, they haven't scored 30-plus points in four straight games for, I think it's 50 years. So this is impressive, and they finally sort of figured out the Mitchell Trubisky game plan here which is amazing that it took them this long to do it, but they got it now. Let's do play action. Let's get him out of the pocket. Let's right. have him throw the ball to Allen Robinson 17,000 times. I don't know why they haven't paid him yet, by the way. He makes Trubisky look capable. Um, but to do it against Green Bay, uh, I mean, I'm thinking about Randall Cobb running down the field and Chris Conti not knowing what the hell he's going to do. I mean, there. this is last game of the year against the Packers to beat him. It does not go well for the Bears historically. It just doesn't. So, listen, I, I hear you, but I also think the Bears are going to be very, very motivated to win this game. Sure. And those – I just like, – I, I know I'll just speak for myself. Like, when the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, I was surprised because I thought, like, okay, you know, the Chiefs should beat the Raiders, and they should. Man, like, that's the Super Bowl for them. Like, that is – they literally did a victory lap around the stadium after that game. They were so excited. Like, it was crazy. Like, the Chiefs, like, they don't give a shit. Excuse the language. Like, the Chiefs, like, that's nice. Like, we've lost one game 500 days. Right? They don't care. Then the Packers do care because of the one seed. So, I, and, and, and no, I'm not saying it's the Bears Super Bowl because the Bears are trying to get in the playoffs. But that's a game the Bears are going to be higher than high for. They got embarrassed in Green Bay. It's in Chicago. I know there's no fans. That takes some of the bite out of it. But still, I do think that's interesting. Now, the one thing is the Bears don't even have to win to make the playoffs, technically. Even if they lose, if the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in. At 8-8, eight and eight, they're, the, they're the second seed. And, and that's where we get to Jared Goff and the Rams. Adam Schefter reporting. Thumb was dislocated on the field. Team fears it's broken. More testing in L.A. on Monday. 
Rams still don't know if he can play next week versus Arizona. They expect to know more in 48 to 72 hours. Yada, da, 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 da. Who's the backup in, in L.A.? I should know this. I can't remember his name. It's a guy who's never taken a single snap, played in the XFL. It's not good. Like, it's mean, not good, man. Like, if he's got to play, it's bad news for the Rams. Uh, and bad news for the Bears. Uh, I mean, yes, also bad news <laughs> for the Bears. Yes. It's um, his name his name is his name uh, is oh my god i know it. i saw on, john I, I, walford john walford out of Good wake luck. forest let's look at walford's stats here john walford they're they're, they're not they're not great stats. he's 6 one 200 pounds no available information on his stats no i he got ha- him i got he him he, you do? He played, he played four years for the old Demon Deacons. Has he thrown a pass in the NFL? Because nope. it doesn't look like it. Nope. <laughs> he didn't even average seven yards an attempt in college. He didn't complete 60% of his throws. 59 touchdowns, 41 picks in college. Can Not get, good. Can we give Nick Foles to the Rams? Here you go. I mean, if, if I'm going to go out on the limb of the week. If John Wolford plays, light a candle because <laughs> it's over. That said, see, now this is the benefit to you, though. If the Rams didn't need this game, they wouldn't care. They'd obviously sit God, but they need the game. So what do you do? Can he play? I mean, he he played the rest of the game with this thumb in Seattle, it wasn't great, but I'll tell you right now, broken thumb Jared Goff is better than John Walford. So what do you – can you cast it? Can you do it? Can he throw like that? I have no – I mean, it's on his throwing hand. He hit it into a helmet. I don't know. Does he, does he wake up tomorrow morning? Is it the size of his forearm? I don't know. But it's not good if you're the Bears. But, uh, look, the Cardinals have been awful. Like I could also see the Rams going to that game, literally running the ball sixty times and beating the Cardinals. It would have been atrocious down down the stretch. That would be one way to get it done, and maybe the Rams' defense is just that good, and Kyler Murray can't do anything, and they can't score, and somehow, some way, they they put enough points on the board and get in. Anyway, works by the way. And, and speaking of injuries, normally we wait till the end of the podcast for this Vertoram, but I'm just going to jump in right now. I on Christmas Day. You've been with me to East Bank Club. Yeah. I shot I shot buckets by myself. Nobody out there. You can, obviously you can't play five on five, but you can rent a. They give you a. They give you a basketball that's sanitized, and they give you your own hoop. And I get in there. There's 17 hoops in there. No one's in the whole gym, so I'm having the time of my life. I got my music going on my iPhone. The whole thing. I got. I'm, I'm bumping around. I went back out there today. Two days later. And the legs feel tight, whatnot. I'm trying to loosen it up. I get the music going. I'm shooting layups. I blew out my calf shooting baskets by myself. I'm limping around. It's the most pathetic thing that's ever happened to me. So I don't know why I had to bring that up right now because normally we wait to the end. But they, I, honestly, I'm, I feel pathetic. The most surprising part of that, and, and to be fair, you're a very fit individual, so I'm surprised you blew your calf out. But – you said it's the most pathetic thing that's ever happened to you. I'm not going to lie to you, Carm. I've seen things. I've, I've seen you do not, – not physical things, but just like around oh. the office, ridiculous. I mean, I'll give you credit. You'll, you'll do anything. Like you'll just you're, – you're yeah, not – No, 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 no. I'm not putting it in the pantheon of everything pathetic that's happened, but I'm talking okay. about just a- athletically. I've seen other things. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you're teeing up, but I believe you. 
Oh, I don't like, have any like one thing in mind. I mean, I just any I you know. I remember walking to the office one day, and you were in the conference room, just shirtless sweeping. I mean, that was—I still don't know what the context of that was. That—that that was a, a bit on Jake, Jake Arrieta, who was all buffed out and sweeping. I forget why he was so, doing mean, it. I mean, that's one of many, many things. Yeah, that—that that, that was that was that was a day. I mean, Carmen uh, Kayla happened. That was a that's, show. That's, that's, that, <laughs> I mean, I'll—I'll I'll say it. Merry Christmas, Kayla. We miss you. Uh, I'm going to try to get her on Sport and Order, actually, for real. Bring her back for, for an episode here. Maybe we can do Verderam versus Kayla. Are you in? That'd be amazing. I, I mean, if I need to be in, then I'm, I'm there. Kayla oh. was wonderful to work with, and I'd be happy to partake. That would be so much fun. All right, let's, let's go into the future. Sorry for the left turn here, although I, I'm guessing that you might have enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to Stack in the Box. We really appreciate it when you give a rating and or just give five stars or tell a friend or even a click. Thank you so much, by the way, for being here and making it this far into the podcast. You're, uh, you're a hero, and we owe you something. Into the future we go. Which wildcard team, either conference, is the biggest threat to reach the Super Bowl? Wow, great question by Matt Verderham. What do you got? I do what I can. I thought about this, and while I think any of them are, are a long shot, I'll give you one from each conference. Now, I'll just say which one I think is the bigger. I, I think Baltimore and the AFC is the most threatening of all of them. Like, I got to tell you, man, I would have gone Indy, but, like, I'm sorry. You just can't lose that game and then be the answer to this question right now. You just can't. Like, and that, and that game is the fear I have with Indianapolis, is that their offense will just bog down and do nothing for long stretches of time. And they couldn't do anything. They scored 24 points, and all of a sudden, it was it the entire rest of the game. Rivers was a hideous pick. So I like the Ravens. They're playing well. I know they've played bad teams recently, but they're playing well. And they're a hard team to match up against because they're just weird. You don't see teams that play like them a lot. Defensively, they got a lot of talent. They're well coached. On the NFC side, I kind of feel like by default, I got to say Tampa. But Tampa, to me, it's all about the matchup. Who are they playing? If they get a team that can't get after Brady, that's like I'll tell you right now, if I'm the Packers, I want no part of them. None. Rodgers isn't good against the Blitz. The Bucs blitz a ton. And, and the, the Packers do not get pressure, not often anyway. I, I think they lose to the Saints. I think they lose to Seattle, who, by the way, has a ton of pressure the last eight games. There's a whole column on it that goes up Monday morning. Fans, so I did stack the box, check it out. Um, I, I think the Bucs, though, if they get the right set of matchups, like if they play Dallas in the first round and then they get the Packers, I'd see them winning those games. I could see them doing it because nobody's going to hit Brady. That it's interesting because look if if Washington can get by the Eagles, I think they could give Tampa a ton of problems because they do get they to the quarterback. Them. Yeah, they can so yep. so and that and I could see the Bucks going out in round one. And I'm going to be a total homer here. And I've talked this whole podcast, by the way, about how I don't think the Bears can handle the Packers. But somehow, some way, I do think Chicago sneaks in here one way or the damn other. And the Bears are playing really well right now. So they've, they've scored over 30 in four straight games. Maybe somehow, and I don't really believe this, and this is the homer part of me, but somehow they get their defense back to a level where they can actually... Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. 
draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Perform to the level that people have expected them to perform at. Uh, so, and I don't, and look, look the Rams golf and, and the thumb I'm not in love with. Brady and the Bucks have been way too inconsistent. So of, my, of those options and Arizona, I actually will take Chicago. I love your pick of the Ravens in the AFC. I think there's, but if I was going to go off the board, I think I got to go Indy, man. Uh, the, 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 the Colts, uh, you know, the, that defense at times has been elite and Phillip Rivers, old man Rivers, he's at least still setting records here. So I don't know. Um, but I, I guess at, at the end of the day, though, I, I would go Baltimore over Indy. But just to just to remind everybody, that I or remind myself that I think the Colts probably do get in here one way or the other. And they're I, the playoffs are going to be freaking awesome this year, dude. Every single of, game, a lot of good teams. Yeah, like really good teams. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. All right, let's let's move along here. Up next on our into the future are the Giants. The Washington football team or the Cowboys most likely to win a playoff game? I'll take that one first. I mean, I think it's Washington just because of their defense. But are you going anywhere else? Nope. So we can be brief on this one and and for the same reasons. And if Alex Smith is there, he to me is the best quarterback of the group in in a playoff setting. I trust Ron Rivera the most of the coaches. He's been there. He's done that. And their defense is nasty. I wouldn't probably pick them to win a playoff game, but I wouldn't be shocked. At all, if, if they did. I think they're good enough to do it. All right, there we go. I, and I, I mean, I think Philly's going to really enjoy playing. I mean, Let the me, Eagles, they playing spoiler here. Yeah, I, I, Hurts I, will play hard. So they'll play hard around him. Right, um, right. Before right. you can get to the third one of these, because it's the question originally is who misses out in the AFC playoff race. We talked about this. So yeah. I'm going to scuttle it. I'm going to ask something I actually wrote about in the column. Okay. They thought about this. So, third one of Into the Future. Do the Buccaneers play to win against Atlanta week 17? Here's the, the, the reason they would or they wouldn't. They wouldn't because they want a, a basically a bye before they go into the playoffs. They cannot win the division. The Saints have clinched that. However, if they win, they clinch the five seed. They will play the winner of the NFC East. If they lose and the Rams win, they're the sixth seed. And they're getting either Green Bay, New Orleans, or Seattle. If you're Bruce Arians, are you playing to win the game? I think you got to play to win the game. I think you're very incentivized to play to win the game. Um, you know, e- even if you get Washington and you got to deal with Chase Young and figure out how to scheme up the Washington football team, I think you want that over playing one of the top three teams in the conference easily. And you're also looking at a Bucks team that has been inconsistent, and I feel like I want to I want to play one really good football game that's like a playoff game, and and hopefully I can play incredibly well that I can rest my guys if not the entire second half and at least the fourth quarter. I'm with you. I don't know what they're going to do with old Dan Brady, but I I'm with you. Like I I would play because again, even though Washington can get there after Brady and that changes the game, well Tampa Bay. That that's not a a good team that can rush the passer. I mean, Washington is an average team at best that can rush the passer. They should win that game anyway. 
And then if it's chalk elsewhere, you get the Packers in all likelihood in the second round. Then again, we saw it once, and I and I don't know that – look, I think the score was a fluke, but I don't know that the result was. That's a weird matchup for, for Green Bay. I If I'm the Packers, I want no part of that team. And I get it. It's a Lambeau in January. It could be two degrees. But Brady played in cold weather his whole career. It's not like Brady's going to go up there and not know how to win in a cold game. So I don't know. I, I If I'm Tampa, I'm playing. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm the sixth seed, and I think my road is, is you know, yeah, it'd probably be the Packers in the second round, but it, it starts with the Seahawks or the Saints, and I don't think they win either one of those games. See, here's what I don't understand about NFL teams, and I'm watching. I'll, I'll bring it back to the Bears again. The Bears killed Jacksonville today. It's the fourth quarter. The game's over, and it's not just the Bears. I, you see this all across the NFL. Starting running back, David Montgomery, he's on the field. Khalil Mack, still on the field. Roquan Smith, still on the field. Akeem Hicks, still on the field. Starting right. quarterback, still on I'm the field. I'm with you. I don't know why teams do like, like, This is not rocket science. You're up 30 points. It's football. Get your best players off the field. It, like the NBA, they take them off the court. It's way less likely they're going to get hurt. You're asking your running back to run into the line and get cracked. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. But they, but they do it all the time. I, I don't. It's 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 an old school thing. Um, all right. Uh, did I answer the question? I don't think I answered the question. Oh yeah, I did answer the question. Let's let's move then to our last one and into the future. Should the Chargers retain Anthony Lynn for the sake of continuity? I'm kind of surprised you have this on here, Verderam. Explain because I you've well, been adamant on moving him along. I, I, no, and listen, I think they should. But I put it on here because they've won three in a row. They're six and nine. They're probably going to win in Kansas City in week 17 because she's going to play nobody. If that happens, they finish seven and nine, four game win streak. Herbert's just set a record for, for uh, passing touchdowns as a rookie to 28. Could easily finish with 30. If you're the Chargers, do you look at this and say, we don't want a clean house because it might stunt Herbert's development? Or do you say, we need to move on from Lynn because if he doesn't do a good job next year, then we just wasted another year on a rookie deal with Herbert. I am of the opinion I would move on from him. But I've read some stuff uh, from from people plugged into them that feel like they might keep him. I know personally from talking to people around the league, Lynn is, is while he's a maligned head coach right now, he's highly respected. He's very well liked. The players really love him. I would move on because I think it's a very attractive job for a top-end coaching candidate. But I don't know that they will, and so that's why I put it on there. I, I think it's a very, very interesting uh, team to watch as these final seconds tick down here week 17. Well, the reason why I love my Matt Verderam NFL insider is because you do bring the information to the table here. And so your, your research and you're paying attention to Chargers football – leads you to believe that he's not going anywhere just based on what you just said. Right. Uh, but, I w- but while you're saying that, the thought of my head's like, if I'm John Dorsey, Eric Bieniemy, and I've got Justin Herbert to start my team with, that's pretty attractive to me. So maybe you can get a big-time guy to come out there. Plus, by the way, it doesn't suck to live in L.A., you know? So, right. Um, I, I don't think you have to operate from scarcity here if you're the Chargers. but on the other side of the coin, pandemic, paying them, yada, yada, 
but they've had so many nauseating losses this year. Don't you want to start winning, you know, just create a winning culture around the, around your, your, your top guys, your, or your one top guy, whatever. I, I, I think it's time for a change, but maybe, but the, the way you're talking, it just sounds like they're not going to do it. Uh, let's move to in or out. The Steelers will win more than one playoff game in or out. I'm definitely out on this. I, I, I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. Uh, you don't think they're going to win a game. You don't think they're going to win one. I don't. I do not. I am. I am a seller of the Steelers. Their defense is not elite, and I don't trust their offense. I'm. A, it, it was impressive they came back and won today, but I. I am selling Pittsburgh all day. Okay. Uh, I think, dependent on the matchup, I think they'll win a game. I think they'll win one game. Who do you I, think they're beating? Well, look, I don't think they'd beat Baltimore if they saw them again. Because they got outplayed by him once. They should have lost him the first time. The second game, they, they played Baltimore's like D squad and barely won the game. I, I think I'll, I'll tell you right now, I think they beat the Titans. The Titans can't stop anybody. Anybody. It's unbelievable how bad they are defensively. Um, I mean, obviously, I think they could beat Indianapolis. They just did it. And I think they beat Miami. I think they were. And, and Cleveland, I, I don't know how I feel about Cleveland. I. I think that's a toss-up. I think they'll win the first game. The problem is is the Bills and the Steelers are locked in now to the two, three seeds. Now, we don't know which order yet, but that's what they're going to be. They're going to be the second and third seeds. So, assuming they both win, they play each other um, in the divisionals, I do not think they're beating Buffalo. I don't. I mean, that, yeah, and I, look, I think they're going to be the three seed. It doesn't matter. I, 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 uh, I think they will I, be, too, for the record. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I just, I can't bet on the Steelers. All right. Uh, the Jaguars will entertain trade offers for Trevor Lawrence in or out. I mean, I got to be out on that, right? How would, what in the, why would they do that? All right. So what I'm do you spoil- got here? I'm spoiling a big part of my column, but so Albert Breer of SI a couple weeks ago wrote about Urban Meyer wanting to be an NFL head coach and that there's some buzz, some interest which I believe Urban Meyer's always been somebody the NFL has been interested in. Um, Breer said basically that, or wrote basically, that Jacksonville would be a very potential landing spot to watch, I guess. To be, I, I know I'm not worried that perfectly, but it's, it's a place to watch for Urban Meyer. He coached at the University of Florida. Gainesville and Jacksonville are 71 miles apart. Um, it's, it's good weather, no income tax, uh, and, and he would be able to run the show there. They don't have a GM, so he'd have a lot of control. They get the number one pick, so they've now locked up. The number two pick, in most people's minds, Justin Fields at Ohio State. Well, guess who the uh, coach was at Ohio State? So that's part of it. I could see Meyer trading back with the Jets, getting an absolute king's ransom from Lawrence and bringing in his guy. And the other part of this is for people to say, oh, you know, Albert Breer, he's reporting this, but how much stock do you put in it? A lot because he went to Ohio State and he knows everybody there. And so he knows Urban Meyer's thinking. I, I fully believe that. Now, I'm connecting a couple dots. I'm not saying, look, if you said to me, who do I think they'll take? I would say they're going to take Lawrence. I'm just saying that if Meyer ends up going there, I think it gets interesting because you know how it is, Carmen Sports. Certain guys, they like their guys. 
right? Like they, they, you know, Parcells did that for years. He went to the Giants. They won the two Super Bowls. Then he went to the Pats. He brought in everybody from the Giants he could possibly bring in. Then he went to the Jets, did the same thing. Went to the Cowboys, same thing. Guys do that. Again, look, I'm not saying he would definitely do it, but I think if Urban Meyer went there, if Urban Meyer doesn't go there, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. But if Urban Meyer goes there, I do think it becomes a little interesting. I think he would at least listen and say, how much would you give us? Would you give us three first-round picks to move up one spot? Because if you do it, I, I might think about it to get my guy from, from old uh, Columbus. So if I was the Jets, by the way, I would give up three first-round draft picks to move up and get Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields. I'm telling you right now, Justin Fields is going to stink. He, that, I, if they do that, if, they, if that actually happened, then Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville and they traded back out of Trevor Lawrence, who I think we all can feel really comfortable that he's going to be a hell of a player in this league for a, I agree. T- a decade. They would be out of their damn minds. But I love what you're teeing up. I think it's super interesting, and I think we definitely should cut out that video, Michael Zach, because that is a that is a theory that Jacksonville Jaguar fans, if you were watching this, I would single handedly jump off of a, a a Jacksonville Jaguar bridge and 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 demand that Urban Meyer doesn't come close to my franchise, despite his incredible resume. You don't want that at all, uh, and I don't think Justin Fields should go second in the draft. I think that I, he's not going to be the second best quarterback in this draft. I don't. I. I but maybe I maybe I'm overreacting just to what I saw against Northwestern. But I saw him against Northwestern, man, and that is not the number two overall. He did not pick play him. well. He, no. he was terrible. Um, I, 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 I just don't see it. Um, okay, let's go to the Raiders. Would fire John Gruden if not for his contract in or out? That's really interesting. Uh, it was. I'll tell you I, right now. I'm in. Okay. If, if go John ahead. Gruden. If John Gruden wasn't hired uh, on for 10 years when he signed that contract, 100 million bucks, uh, I-, I think he'd be packing up a box right about now. They have now two straight years. I don't even know how to say this. Like They've just shit themselves. I mean, they- they- there's no other way to-, to put that. They were 6-3 and three this year. They had a lead over the Chiefs with a minute to go. And have since just completely fallen off the face of the earth. They're one in five, and the only win they got was against the Jets. They shouldn't even won that game. I mean, so you have that. Last year they were six and four. They got blown out by the Jets. Then they went to Kansas City in a game that was for the AFC West lead at the time, believe that or not. They lost 40 to nine, and they won one more game the rest of the year. Like, what has he done? What has well, he done? They, they haven't even sniffed a playoff spot. They're a disaster defensively every year. And I and look, Mayock has the title of GM. They've had a million picks because of that Khalil Mack trade. What have they done with him? I mean, Cleveland Farrell stinks. When's the last time he's made a play? They still won that deal, by the way. Mack's basically falling off a cliff. So I, I give Chucky some level of credit for that. But look, if you end... The football game the way the Ra- underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply. Raiders end of the football game. 
you, you could have done a first of all, you should just run the ball and go and get get the ball in the damn end zone, period. Or yep. or whatever. Give me a play action to the tight end, touchdown, game over. If you're not gonna do that, well then have Derek Carr run around for 10 seconds, wind the clock for you know a little bit. So you you take off the threat that they're gonna go down the field on you. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna make the greatest throw in the history of quarterbacks. But you know, then if you're going outside the box, then go outside the box. He could have easily run back to the 10-yard line, gone left, gone right, gone, and then sat down, and you're still fine. It would have been really weird, but I would have preferred that to what they did. So I, I And by the way, if you go through his career, the dude's a 500 coach. He's phenomenal on TV. He's great talking to quarterbacks and all that totally type of agree. stuff. But, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, look, I, I, I will say this. Everybody goes crazy with Gruden. And Gruden, early, early, early on, his first stint with the Raiders, did a nice job. He got to Tampa, took over a team that was Super Bowl ready, made by Dungy and, and, and the front office there. And he won the Super Bowl. Look, man deserves his credit. They won the Super Bowl. He has not won a playoff game since then. Like, who cares? What a Super Bowl, like, who, is anyone clamoring for Brian Billick? Because I'd argue Brian Billick's a better head coach. I like Brian Billick, but I you're right. Too, no, but like nobody's going crazy for Brian Billick. Fair point. Fair point. But uh, people like go- Gruden because he's interesting and he's funny. And if could you imagine if a team gave Brian Billick ten years and hundred million dollars, they'd be contracted. <laughs> they would be contracted. The only reason the Raiders don't get absolutely destroyed for that is because Gruden was, you know, entertaining and quirky and odd on Monday Night Football. That is it. That is the only reason. It is pretty. It's just amazing too, thinking about it at the time. Now in five, they gave him a ten-year contract. Ten years. And, and by NFL standards, they're hard up for money. He's going nowhere. What is he, Vince Lombardi? Is he Bill Belichick himself? Like, I mean, my God, it's incredible. Like the Chiefs just extended Andy Reid for five years. Andy Reid's what? Five times the coach John Gruden is? Easily. Like, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, they gave him ten years, and Mark Davis is basically like the NFL's equivalent of looking under the couch cushions for a nickel and it was like, that's ah, fine. Like, they're not eating a dime of that. So saddle up, because John Gruden's going to be here for the rest of the decade. Last one in or out. Having a 17-game season next year and, of course, going forward is going to be great. In or out, more NFL for you. Out for I- the players, in for me. In for me. And you know what? I, I only bring this up because you got a report over the weekend that they expect next year to have a 17-game schedule the way it will work is you're going to add one out-of-conference game. So one year, the AFC will have eight home games, nine road games, and the another year it'll be flipped. Of course, that's only going to last for a year or two because then they're going to go to an 18-game schedule and just be done with it. Um, I'll tell you right now, totally on board. I love football. You want to give me more football? I'm all for it. That's why I like the playoffs expansion too. And for everybody out there, and I'm, I'm normally a traditionalist. I am, okay? But for everybody who says... Well, I don't like that. That's changed. That's it. Look, the NFL has changed over the years over and over and over and over and over. Went to a 14-game schedule in 1961. Went to a 16-game schedule in 1978. The playoff format has changed repeatedly. was originally just a championship game for over 30 years. Then it was, okay, we're going to have uh, an Eastern Conference playoff and a Western Conference playoff, and then whoever wins. Then it was whoever wins and gets to the Super Bowl. 
And then in 1978, they went to five teams in each conference, and they had a wild card game. And I'm sure people bitched about that. And then in 1990, they went to the current format, or the format up till this year, six teams in each conference. And I'm sure people complained about that. The reality is, it's a lot of fun. We all get <laughs> extra football. I'm not – like, look at the playoffs right now in the AFC. It's crazy. Like, who doesn't enjoy this? I am all for – I know it may suck for the players. But for as a fan, someone who covers the league, great. Yeah, and as we sit here at 11 o'clock at night, Central Time, doing a podcast with my beautiful wife at home, wanting to kill me for working too much, and I'm questioning whether I've chosen the right career. Really happy to be with you here, Matt Berteram. Always. The season flies by every year. It just does. It's it's yes, a very it, it it goes by like nothing. So whatever we're throwing in another week, we're getting rid of some preseason games. Okay, uh, I mean I would vote not to do it, and it'll be fine when it's here. So play on NFL. Probably by the year twenty forty five, will be a twenty one game season um, as they'll try to squeeze every last dollar out of it. All right, let's wrap it up. What's going on in life? I already gave you mine with my calf injury that's ruining just really sucks right now. I've got time off. All I want to do is run around and I'm limping around the city. It's it, it's uh how dare you. It's 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 a rough it's a rough look for me, but I'll I'll get over it. So, two things, one funny, one not. So, I'll start with the one that's not since I want to end on a high note. Um number one and, and like I'm not going to get too in the weeds on this cuz it's an NFL podcast, we have fun, but uh, you actually alerted me to this. Uh, basically, down the road from me, had a had a mass shooting on Saturday night in uh, Rockford, Illinois, which you may have heard of. Made national news. There's a a bar and grill that's also connected to a bowling alley and and whatnot. It's not. It, well, actually, I've been there. Um, went there a, a year ago. It's a very nice place, actually. Got uh, got shot up by. Uh, well, or I, I guess I should say it was it was shot up allegedly by a 37-year-old uh, active member, Army Green Beret. Uh, and, and he killed three older men and uh, wounded three other people, including a pair of teenagers, according to uh, the Rockford Register Star. Um, it's just... Look, I don't care what your politics are. I don't care if, if you're pro-gun, pro Second Amendment, anti-Second Amendment, that's your choice. As an American, you have the right to make that decision. Um, in this country, though, I will say, I think, you know, and I say this as a father, and I, I think of my daughter, like, we, just, we need to do better as a society. Because this is not an isolated thing. That, oh, it never, I mean, on, on Christmas morning, there was like a car bomb in Nashville. Like, and that obviously has nothing to do with guns or anything. We as a society need to do better. And I think it starts with identifying mental health issues and addressing them aggressively early on. Because we have this stigma in this country, especially among men. Let's face it, Carm, I think you know, I, I think you would agree with me. Please correct me if you don't, but that it, if you're you're not a man if you don't hold it up, you know, bottle it up. You're not a man if, if you, you you have to talk through your thoughts or your feelings. It's just got to stop. And I don't, I don't know anything about this, this, this alleged shooter other than his name and his age at this point and what, and what he allegedly did. 
Um, but it seems like whenever you have stuff like this, it always goes back to someone not being quite right. And I, I think that's a safe bet. If you shoot up a bowling alley, you're probably not right. You know, like it was a random act according to the police. It wasn't, it wasn't some gang related thing or anything like that. Um, we're looking for a new model of manhood, man. Uh, look, a lot of people are carrying around. A t- yeah. A lot of people are carrying around a ton of anger and uh, they don't know how to get it expressed and they're afraid of their own emotions, whether you're having emotions. Um, and they don't have a lot of support, which is yep. Yep. a huge issue when we're dealing with the financial um, challenges that we have literally in every state in the greatest country on the planet, if you want to say it like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just brutal, man. Just just flat out brutal, and, and I couldn't agree more. We we have to do better, even though I don't think we're going to do better, unfortunately. Um, oh, I, I have pray for a better day. Because I think I think every generation we take a little bit of a half step forward. But that's uh, true too. That's I, true I will too. I will end with this on a on a much different, much different and just a, a lighter note. Yeah. Literally a lighter note. So since June of last year, I have I, I basically looked in the mirror June of last year and, and um scared myself. And so I started to lose some weight, then I gained some. And then during this pandemic, I've had nothing better to do. So I was like, you know, I'll just get healthy. It's probably about time, 32. It might be, might be time to take that seriously. Um, was 242 pounds last year. Now I'm 208. The reason I bring this up. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. The reason I bring this up is let me tell you, we've baked more cookies this year than I can ever remember any, ever baking in this household. Uh, my, my wonderful wife, beautiful wife, Stephanie made a, a massive peppermint chocolate cake, which is incredible. Um, and then we had, you know, full stockings with chocolate and goodies and all the rest of it. I know that when I get on the scale next week, boy, it's, it's not going to be pretty. And I, but I will, I will lose it. I'll get back down to where I want to be, but I'll tell you, it's been a wonderful just eating this chocolate nonstop. I am I am going to go into arrhythmia, I think, if I eat one more Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't care. It's been great. Before, I, I've eaten three cookies today. I've eaten like 14 things out of my stocking. It's awesome. And uh, I, just, I just wanted to say it's been fun. After really, really being healthy for the past like six, seven months, eight months, whatever it's been, the pandemic, I'll be right back on the beam come New Year's Day. Any, anything we got left is going. We're going to give it away. But until then, I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure we got nothing to give away. Well, just to make you feel better, Verderam, and maybe myself feel worse and also optimistic at the same time, when I was driving over to the office tonight to do the podcast because all my equipment is over here, I hadn't eaten dinner, and I'm driving by, and I'm like, all right, I'm going in for it. McDouble. <laughs> small small fry one dollar yeah uh coke and let me tell you something for three seconds it was friggin delicious yep and then i feel like shit yep uh and i gotta tell you they they were on their game this mcdonald's i mean the fries were hot they were crispy they were they were well done which is how you want a mcdonald's hey. fry I mean, they did everything right, 
and I pride myself on being able to drive by those golden arches every day yep. with consistency and not give in. These things happen. But it happened today. And yeah. and I'm and, and I don't feel good about it. And and your cookies are nothing compared to the absolute debacle of food that I put in my system that definitely took at least five days off my life. And you know what they say, Carm? A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's also so it's good. It's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. I don't oh, care. This is the one week every year. Now, normally, I'm just a disgrace anyway. But this is the one week of the year. I don't care. I have, I'm not, I'm not going to try to gain 10 pounds. But like, if I put on two or three, screw it. I'll lose it in the beginning of January. It's fine. I know I've got the willpower to do it at this point. But for this week, Buckeyes, peanut butter white chocolate chip, okay, a sugar cookie, that cake I mentioned earlier, anything in the stocking, it's all happening. And it's I, happening without shame. I got the I stopped at Whole Foods on Christmas, or maybe I did on Christmas Eve, actually. Got 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 us loaded up for bear. And uh I got the bourbon chocolate pecan half pie, which my wife had not a friggin' piece of. I ate the whole damn thing. Um That's always know, when there's the shame you get to the last piece, and you're like <laughs> Yeah, she didn't even eat this. I mean, I didn't do it all at once, but over, you know, and every time I ate it because it's so rich and so chill. I mean, I felt sick after those two. Yeah, yeah. This morning I got up, I started so healthy. I had the blueberries, the banana, the yogurt. I was going great. Next thing you know, two bagels. Uh, I mean, I just crushing food, watching Mitchell Trubisky throw interceptions. Then I didn't eat after that, but then here comes McDonald's on the back end. Uh, it hasn't been good. So, and now I'm hurt. So I don't, you know, it's not easy to work this stuff off. Not good. So we're 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 in danger. Which I had one other uh, something just popped in my mind, some story of that that I thought you would enjoy, but I forgot about it. So it'll have to wait until we uh, do our, I guess, our final podcast of the regular season after next Sunday night. This Little is Washington. the last one for 2020, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the last one for 2020. So, um, oh yeah, I now remember, I. I, uh, for Christmas, you know, as a Jewish guy, what do you do? You get the Chinese food. So you'll enjoy this for Ram and for anybody who's still with us, if your dad's still listening. So I he definitely is. So I, uh, I order, I tried to call Moon Palace to get my Chinese food in Chinatown and they're not, can't get through, can't get through, can't get through, can't get through. So I order it online. All right. right. 35 minutes, it'll be done. I watched a lot of NBA basketballs, at least 40 minutes until I... Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before... You need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Left, but I figured there's no way it's regular time that it's going to be done. It's Christmas. Every Jewish person in this city is ordering Chinese food in addition to other people who are ordering Chinese food. So then I drive over, 15-minute drive. I get there. Oh, yeah, we didn't process your order. It'll be an hour. Oh, an hour. Should have called the police. And, and, uh, and but not and not even like an ounce of an apology. Like 
Like, look, what are you nuts? You put it online on the, you, you either get through to get the order in or you're out there, buddy. So now what do you, it's, it's a pandemic. It's not like I can sit down and watch the football game or the NBA game and right, have a, right. have a couple of beers or whatever. So I go to Walgreens and I don't know if you can see this. You probably can't, but I have a very, very small cut on my second finger because I'm from slicing one of those bagels over the thing. I, I opened it up. You got to calm down. So now, so now I'm in Walgreens, and I got to get. I, I'm I'm in charge of getting some Coca Cola for the old uh, Chinese dinner here. So I'm gauging which Coca Cola to get. They had some great deals. The, the twelve pack you could get three of them for nine ninety nine, huge deal. But then they had the the bottles for it was six bucks I think for twelve, so it's like fifty cents a thing, which is a pretty good deal. So I I'm debating. I put I Coke. I, I pulled, yeah, right. But so I didn't, I didn't think the wife wanted me to buy the three 12 packs. So I'm like, I'll just go for the bottles here. Better buy, get the six diets, six regulars were good. I pick up the plastic thing. I slice open the cut. So now I'm in Walgreens. I'm bleeding. It's a, it's a pandemic. My Chinese food's not ready what do you do? Well, you're in Walgreens over there, dude, there's some band-aids. So I go, I go over to the band-aid location. I I open the thing up. I tape myself up. I got blood on both my hands. I got blood on my mask. I I mean, I'm, I'm all, (laughs) I would have paid good money to see this. It it was, and my mask, was a black mask, so you couldn't really tell if there was blood on there. But now I'm now I'm in line. I'm waiting to pay for my cokes. I got blood all over me. It's kind of covered up. It all worked out in the end, but it was it was quite the jaunt to. And and this was all because I just didn't want to pay, you know, eight bucks whatever it would cost to get it delivered and just sit there and watch NBA basketball. But I don't. I you know oh. I, I I I'm I'm gonna pick it up. I you know, it, it, I'm I'm Fred Carmen's kid. I'm I'm not getting that delivered. Uh, oh, God, but, but you're, I you're like my wife. She wouldn't get it delivered if it was ten cents. <laughs> I, 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 and I, I'm just like, like you heard that I got Chipotle delivered to the house, which I normally don't do. I normally never really get delivered, but I, I did. But so then, 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 then your eight dollar burrito was fifteen bucks. It was like three bucks, and she's like, "How much was delivered?" I'm like, it's three dollars. Who cares? <laughs> Let's see. Look, if I'm getting Chipotle, it's like twelve dollars for guac, right? Like, how worried am I really about this three bucks? And she said, I would have gone and picked it up. I was like, it would have taken an hour. Like, what, what are you talking about? I like just, just get delivery for the love of God. If there's one thing in life, and I'm I'm not, I don't want to say cheap, but I'm pretty stringent. If there's one thing I will pay for in life, Carmen, it is convenience. I will pay for convenience. And if they want to drop it off, not to go, it was raining that day. Like, F that, man. Bring it to the house. I tipped the guy well, wasn't going to stiff the delivery driver. Give me the food. That sounds great. Never had to get off my ass. Yeah, and well, and that side of it too. Like, there's people out there, delivery guys, who are trying to make a living. Take so you're contri- you're you're you're, tri- you're contributing to that by not ordering it. But I feel like there's like most people are like you. I'm like the the one, <laughs> us us pickup people, especially in the dead of winter on Christmas Day. I mean, the roads were clear. It's 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 <laughs> most people. I think the delivery guys are doing all right. All right. On that note. Get delivery. Enjoy your uh, week leading up to New Year's. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy whatever, Hanukkah, other holidays that you are celebrating. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you in 2020, baby, next Sunday night. Say goodbye, Vertoram. All right. Happy New Year to you, Carm, to Michael Zach, our, our wonderful producer, and to all the people still listening. 
all, all maybe hopefully a hundred of you. Thank you very much. 2020, it's finally going to end. It can't. I, I hesitate to say this. It can't get worse. If you if you listen to the end of this and you text you tweet at me something about Chinese food, I'll get you something out of the fan you know side what? gift box. If yes. you listen to the end of this, leave a review talking about how you feel about Carm's Chinese Walgreens fiasco. If you leave a review and a five star rating and you leave a comment about that fiasco, I will personally I will pick somebody out of the group. Whoever that is, I will send you some kind of, of uh, sports memorabilia. I'll think about it. It'll send you either an autographed card if you're into trading cards. We'll get together. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work out of my pocket. You do that, and my father, he doesn't count. Anybody else, you do it. <laughs> Sorry, old man. If you do it, we'll, I'll, I'll DM you or email me. Make sure you include your Twitter handle or at least an email in there so I can get hold of you. And then I will... I will work it out. If you're a Packers fan, we'll figure out something. We'll get you something from the Packers. If you're a Chiefs fan, we'll get you something with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in 2021. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.